0: This is an Area Code Podcast.
1: You're listening to The Table of Malcontents, where Aaron Armstrong, Dave Schrader, and Barnabas Piper talk about the books they love and a few they really don't to help you be a better reader. Books and podcasts are always best with a great cup of coffee. That's why we've partnered with Ligaris Roasters to create the Table of Malcontents blend. And guys, it's delicious. A smooth Brazilian roast that will make your heart happy. Head over to LigarisRoasters.com to order a bag or 12 today. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of Table of Malcontents. I'm Aaron, with me as always are Dave and Barnabas. Guys, we are gonna talk about something today. And it's gonna be something important, I think. Is it? I don't know. Maybe. I hope so. I hope so. I hope we're not wasting we're our time. We're talking here. about a few things, though. Aren't we are we? talking about a few okay. things. You know, there is a use your words. I'm working on it. Do you need help, Aaron? <laughs> Aaron's not going to make it through this episode.
0: <laughs> this no, really so no, no, no. Be bad. Do you want me to pose the question
2: of... for you? Go for it. All right. So the question is this: We often make jokes on this podcast about books with content, or they have some scenes, or it's it's uh, what else do we say? Like it's content. Yeah, there's content. It's there's content. scenes. It's it, you know, Grit. it's, it's gritty. Yes, there you go. That's the that's yep. the one I was trying to remember. So we talk about that in books. We also talk about it in movies. The sense that I have of how people, you know, how people approach this is that those things in movies are more questionable than those things in books. So a book that has sex, violence, language, whatever, is less problematic than a movie with those things. So the broad question here is is that true? Like, is it true that it's, it's more acceptable to read it in books? And if so, why? Like what, how do those things strike us differently in the written word versus, you know, a visual medium?
1: I think there's another question that's in there too, that, uh, that we need to think about is, should it be more acceptable if it is in fact more acceptable? Um, Yeah, because nothing,
2: there's nothing that three white middle-aged dudes like more than telling people what they okay. should think so absolutely we are you know here we would not affect. be in i'm loath to call myself middle-aged but since you guys are i'll want myself in with you okay thank you that's very kind you're
1: of a you. few years
0: older than you <laughs> what, what, what you know what is... <laughs> just if, because i meant to the, answer the uh, if, church curmudgeons you know uh... if i am at the midpoint of my life i will
2: die below life expectancy if you are at the midpoint of your life you will die at life expectancy so you're middle-aged I'm not. That's how this math works. All right, that that's... 40, 40, Dave. So there you go. All por- right, porny books versus porny movies. Which is worse?
0: Far miss Punching, just go ahead and keep keep going. What's a porny movie?
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, we well, know let's, what that is. Let's <laughs> take a series
2: yeah. of books that has been turned into the current cultural phenomenon. Uh, which would be the Game of Thrones series on HBO as well as the books. I read all of the books that are currently in print. Uh, What's-His-Face, George R. R. Martin has not finished it. Yes. Because he's making more money from HBO than he would writing a book, so good for him. Um, but the, when I read the books, they are it, it, it's pretty graphic. Mm-hmm. Not like a graphic novel, but just like graphic descriptions of sex, violence, language, etc., uh, which led me to believe it would not be a great idea for me to watch this on screen. I've watched enough of the series to know that my initial impression was right, and I probably should have stuck with it. Yeah. Um, so I'm not a faithful watcher of it. But in that context, or in this in this example, it seems very different to me the way that the way that it impacts me seeing something on my you know flat screen tv versus seeing it on a 6 by 9 printed page just the words it's the exact same scene being described here's mm-hmm. not i mean so let, let's take it out of that context cuz that's that's a bit of a uh, a lightning rod of a show people sure. have strong feelings on the happy rent we talked about it i made it known that i think it's kind of ridiculous that christians defend watching it cuz it seems just pretty much like softcore porn but th- think about the stuff we read to our kids you can read Uh, the Chronicles of Narnia you can read even like the Hunger Games sure, or something like that where you read something to them and it's like so and so got impaled by a spear so and so got their head cut off with one swing of the sword he slayed the dragon you watch that on screen and that can be terrifying to a child you read it to them and they're like Fun, mm-hmm. action, a yeah. fight.
1: Yeah. What's the difference? Well, one thing is, is that psychologically, your body reacts. I mean, your, your system, your body reacts just differently to one what versus the see. other. So um, what you see, your body reacts to as if it's happening to you. So there is that aspect when you think about violence and things like that, that it's like when you, when you see that there is, a, there is a reaction within you as though you are there. With the particular subject matter that we're talking about, there is an argument to be made that even, you know, even if you think about violence versus, um, versus sexual content, because we often in our, in our particular tribe try to justify why is violence more okay than, than sexual content when both are probably not great Can for Can I us. jump in on that one? Yes, sir. I think there is a distinct
2: difference between those two for most mm-hmm. people. Yes. Sexual content tempts people to something they already want to do. Correct. Violence does not for most people. Now, you have to know yourself. If you have a, you know, if you struggle with anger, if you come from a violent past, like Mm -hmm. it could be traumatic, it could tempt you. But, like, for the most part, watching a sex scene is something that is tempting to most people, probably particularly men. But Mm -hmm. watching a fight, whether it's somebody getting shot, whether it's something like just a beatdown, swords, whatever, like, I when I was 12, I wanted to go out and imitate that in in like pretend wise. You know, sure. Like, I remember seeing, uh, what was it? Braveheart at like 13. And I was like, I want to be William Wallace and go kill everybody with a broadsword. Not real people, but just like to kind of take on the warrior thing. Mm-hmm. But, so, but I, generally speaking, I don't think violence has a tempting effect on people in nearly the same way that, that sex does. Language I think is is even more of a sliding scale because that's more of a does it offend you or not, less mm-hmm. of a temptation thing. Yeah, I think
1: I, I think that's fair to say. I think that's fair to say. I mean, and and language is also one of those things that's really difficult because what is offensive or not is also entirely contextual to where what culture you live in. Yeah. Um so I mean language that is offensive here in the south is not necessarily offensive um, in you know, in northern states, um, if you bless someone's heart in uh, in the south, you may as well be you may as well follow it up by slapping them. Boy,
2: that'd be funny. I would get slapped a lot because I get my heart blessed
1: all the time. You sure in the do. Uh,
2: in the office. Uh, Does have it happen in reviews? No.
1: Okay, that's good. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> um. Thankfully, no. But I th- I think there's a good I think there's a good point because we are also visual creatures. Um, what we see tends to get burned into our brains a little bit, e- a little bit easier, sure. regardless of our gender. So it's in, and we don't actually control what sticks with us. Yeah, that's a good point.
0: I, I wrestle with again going back to one of your original questions: is the should? It's it's also, it's the why? Why are you? Uh, why is it necessary to have this part? You know, it's 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 funny. So, like a rated R film, mm-hmm. there's probably a a range of a way you could go of what you see in a sex scene. All right. And yeah. Sorry, I just slammed my hands down. That's all right. Um, slow so down, Dave. Yeah. Um, you know, and so I was wondering, like, man, what thought process went into like this movie? Like, man, really went pretty far with this. The other one went kind of casual, and there's it's probably R for a variety of reasons: language, all sorts of things, sure. violence. But um, but I'm, my biggest question is like, how does it move the story forward if they're trying to show int- intimacy or lack of uh, I don't want to go too much into that but um, maybe that's what their goal is so mm-hmm. I'm always curious about that like man why did they really need to do that you know what I mean I, I don't I, think I don't yeah. think that's how. I don't think that's how Hollywood thinks of
2: it. No, no. I know. I'm just aw- talking about just the author- person who's the creator, right.
0: the writer of
2: it all. I think the writer the authors of the think of that. So yeah. here's another example. The Wire is one of my favorite all-time series. Mm-hmm. There are a fair number of sex scenes throughout. David Simon, who wrote The Wire, also he was a he was a non-fiction author who then the book sort of, or the, the show kind of spun out of some of his books. He wrote one called Homicide, A Year on the Streets, mm-hmm. um, one called The Corner. Um, so he was a journalist. He said he didn't write any of that stuff in there. That was HBO basically being like, nobody's like, this is too intense. This is too whatever, like we need a little TNA to, to spice this thing up. So that was an HBO call. And so he, he wrote with an intention of sharing a certain kind of story. And that was essentially a like marketing glitter sprinkled on there more or less, just because they wanted, they wanted to to hook in viewers they're like oh this this is going to be what gets the you know the teenage male or whatever. Yeah. I mean they're not wrong. That gets teenage males. Mm. But uh I think that tends to be how the Hollywood ethos is much more what sells than what tells stories. I don't think that's true with authors to the same degree. I think authors generally speaking are writing to further a story.
1: Not always, but but more so. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah, I would say generally that's true. I mean, there are times when it's definitely no. The whole point of this is basically for someone to have some kind of experience. You can um, use the
2: term arousal; it's fine. There you it's go. It's too, yes. That's what All that's right. what they're going for. And I'm like, I, I'm yeah, not saying yeah, this yeah. sarcastically. Like, that, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's know. the aim.
1: Yeah, um, and I mean, and I actually get really frustrated by that because it's always super obvious. Um, in the same way that it's super obvious in any show movie anything because from a storytelling perspective there is never actually a point there's no real reason i do disagree with that but it's but it is
2: much when there is a point it's a much more rare occurrence than how
1: often it actually is. okay those are the exceptions that prove the rule yeah Yeah. Yeah. right i would agree with that okay so so there you go i'll temper that with a very rare exception there's not a point. In the same way with with most books, unless it's basically like there's not really a, a real need to go into as much detail as is often gone into. So I would love
0: to hear from the listeners too. Has there ever been a book that you didn't know there would be a, a scene with this type of content? What was your reaction? What did it make you want to just like put the book away, throw it? Push on, I don't know whatever yeah. it may be. So,
1: well, that's a good question. Well, yeah. I think that's something that we can even ask too. Yeah, um, Dave.
0: Yeah, no. Um, although this is a segue, it could segue into the next series. Well, let me let me let
2: me have, sure. let me have one yeah. more thought on this before we ask that question. Yeah. I think one big piece of this is the matter of imagination. Yeah. When when you are viewing something on screen, you are viewing somebody else's imagination. Yes. So when we watch The Lord of the Rings, so setting aside this, this questionable content thing, we are watching Peter Jackson's imagining of a classic story. Mm-hmm. So whether or not we like it depends on how much his imagination lines up with our imagination. Sure. When you're watching Game of Thrones, if you are, uh, you are watching an imagination of the books now an imagination of new screen because they move past the books and so that's what that means though is that when you read it in a book and there's something that is that is uh, that's sexual, that is violent, that is crass, that is whatever, your imagination is the limit on what that can be. That's why you can read fight scenes to kids and it won't keep them up at night. Mm -hmm. If they watch it, It you you read about somebody fighting a dragon Mm-hmm. and a kid will have just be wide-eyed and excited. They watch it on screen, they might have trouble going to sleep that night because the dragon's going to get them. because you Because you've inserted an adult imagination into their minds, whereas their imagination is picturing something more innocent. And so there's mm-hmm. there is a really – I think there's a really distinct difference, partly because of what you said earlier, Aaron, with the visual. Like what the snapshots that our eyes take – just stick. They yeah. get filed into the archives and they pop up periodically, and you're like, where did that come from? Haven't seen that in years. Yeah. Um, whereas the imagination puts a limit on that, and also just there's simply not the physical, visual uh, kind of files being stuck away when you read a book so back to the question you were asking like what was it It was uh have how have we reacted when we've read something in a book that like has it pushed us kind of pushed us too far
1: yeah yeah yeah. so when it's like what do you like so you come across that Dave you you started the question actually I mean an example it's an author you're not a fan of Barnabas but uh Neil Gaiman's American Gods which is also um been turned into a, a TV show, I think on AMC. Mm. I tried to um, read that one. I pushed yeah. it away. Yeah. It's got a, it's got a bunch of stuff that's just completely unnecessary and pretty graphic scenes at time. So what I tend to do is, is when I come, when, when it's like, Oh, and there's that is I skip over that part <laughs>
2: Yeah,
1: and I just stop yeah. and I skip over that yeah, chapter, right. that section, whatever, because I know it's just there. Yeah. But I've had other ones like that too, where it's just like, there's something there and um, the Rise and Fall of Dodo was one that I w- was actually an audiobook I was listening to last year and it had it had a piece that uh, caught me off guard because it was both it was both sexual content and communicating the plot at the same plot points at the same time. And I still and because it's an audiobook with a with a cast, um, It's even more awkward. So I'm just like, nope, skipping and go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so well, there I'm, were pieces of that, the plot that I gonna, missed. Yeah, that, that's certainly going to highlight it more.
0: Um, the, uh, this is not a sex scene, but it's uh, in the Cormac McCarthy's The Road. There's mm-hmm, a yeah. particular scene that they do not show in the movie, but it's very graphic in the book. I mean, it's graphic as can be. And it's hard not to talk about it's the I mean, Mm-hmm. there's cannibalism in the in the book and movie if you haven't don't know anything about it and well i'd say it's a baby they yeah. they describe it in the book but can you imagine seeing that on screen
1: no i and and,
0: and i I'm, I'm that's just that that's also like what's yeah i i'm, I'm sure they wrestle with that saying boy we're really going to turn off viewers if we decide to show what this looks right. like as yeah. graphic as as in the book and there's, so, I wonder and there, too, there's sort, like, how there's much sort that of a come. human
2: sensibility about that? Because yeah. you think about um, movies that have been done about uh, various war atrocities and things like that. Mm-hmm. They They almost always, like, there's a limit on what they will show, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. which is good. Because, for especially if it's something that's kind of inclined towards entertainment, like, Genocide, rape, things like that are those, those are not entertaining. Um, no. and the human sensibilities, like that's no. not okay in a book. Like McCarthy is like he's delving into the dark places on purpose. This mm-hmm. is this is how far the world and humanity have fallen, and not to glory in it, but kind of quite the opposite. The hopelessness, the darkness of it. I mean, it's a very that's the bleakest book I've ever read. Yeah. Um Also. Yeah. Hope, the most hopeful, yeah, but yeah. or maybe not the most hopeful, but with they yeah, such a clear, is. distinct uh, line of that. But yeah, it's yeah, that's not one you could watch. I know, no. At all. yeah, no, gosh. I but mean, it, it was hard
0: to read. It, yes, yeah, hard to read, hard to watch in its own way too. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so I, I went to that too, and when, when you posed this question about about, about scenes in books, because I think like what's when's that reaction going to be over the top, and I don't I don't know to me. It's not exactly the same in well, every think, story. It's I think not. when
2: when you're reading a book, so no. even to Aaron's mm-hmm. example, it would mm-hmm. have been a different reaction for you, my guess is, if you were reading it on a page. Because an audiobook is kind of similar to yeah. a visual medium. Yeah. It's the same thing where, like, you are kind of being assaulted with this whatever this is yes in a way that's uncomfortable whereas if you can just like skim down the page and you're like all right a little bit of that plot point a little bit of this one we're going to buzz through these paragraphs yeah and then you move to the next chapter the next section whatever you you miss less and you also uh you skip the parts that you're not inclined to read yeah i don't remember i don't remember setting aside a book because it's just trashy um Mainly because you can usually, usually trashy goes hand in hand with just garbage writing. Oh, yeah. You can tell pretty fast. Great authors, great storytellers don't major on the the useless. Mm-hmm. Most egregiously immoral content is useless mm-hmm. to good storytelling. Yeah. And except, I mean, there are exceptions. I love Don Winslow's books. He's one of the best storytellers writing today. Mm-hmm he will occasionally include sections that that seem less necessary. Yeah. Just instead of, you know, that's just it's over it's, it's is overly descriptive of whether it's sex or yes. torture or whatever and you're like that didn't need to be there. Um so yeah, there are and and that's you know, that's reflective of the nature of the author. Some people like you can tell kind of what what they are I don't know what the word is sort of enraptured by or like they they feel sort of titillated by or something like that. So there's very few books that I've skipped over because of moral content as much as just it's a whole package deal of like it's immoral and just trash writing.
1: Yeah. Do we have uh, do we have anything else we want to add to that? No, No, I don't think so. Uh, I think uh, we buttoned uh, that up pretty good. We answered everybody's questions and told them how to think. That's (laughs) right. That was right. Well done, gentlemen. Well, I can we seg- could uh, I- we could do a think piece for TGC. That's right. How to think about how to think about. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> All right. So a segue. There's we're no gonna, segue into that. No, I can, I can segue into, can the next, into the next. and the next one. Uh, yeah.
0: So we're going to also talk about some of our favorite favorite serial novels. Mm. Right. Hmm. So think Harry Potter or whatever. It could be anything. Mm. I I, All right. Here a, are the, that's here are, in a full, are the that's rules. Okay.
2: Harry Potter. Off the list, yes. Okay. Lord of the Rings off the yes. list. Any of the and Chronicles of the Narnia, Chronicles of the Narnia, <laughs> Narnia, Duck <laughs> right. oh, Chronicles of that, Narnia. Yeah, it works better when I put the words in the yeah, right There you go. Um, Let's just assume they're, they're there. <laughs> yeah. And, and so and these we're are grateful <laughs> for these. Them? are everybody's favorites. <laughs> yeah. They're the ones that everybody compares every other series to. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to talk about those. Okay. What's up next, so, Dave? Bro. Okay. All right, all right. Here's the segue into it.
0: It's Ken Follett. Uh, I right, see. So you know where I'm going with this. Yeah, I do. Ken Fall, and he's got, has a variety of like the pillars of the, of the, Earth, pillars series? Of the Earth series, mm-hmm. but there's also the uh, uh, Century series he did or, the twentieth uh, century yeah, one
2: with the what's it, Harry? What's his face?
0: <laughs> Harry, what's his face? Um, so. so I that's, hope that's, that's how he's built on this yeah, book. That's exactly. the main character. Well, Harry there's Fall of Giants is the first one, yep. and the second one is Clifton. Is it of the, the Clifton World.
2: Chronicles. Those ones, or is that Let's written by somebody else? Different one. It's a different
0: one too. And then, oh, that's two. Uh, yeah, okay. It's the Century trilogy. Yeah, that's, that's right. I just, I mean, he has a handful of these trilogies that are great, and uh, mm-hmm. but Winter he of has the, world and the most up. awkward sex scenes in and It's, it's, he uses. Way too descriptive of words. Yeah, and it goes Uh, on for like two pages. When you're like, "Hey, listen, I get what's going on. I've had enough." Yeah, he's so weird. He's somebody who (laughs) you can tell that he. he (laughs) I told you I would segue this, and this is it. When we said these two topics, that I got it. Ken
2: Follett suffers from having achieved a level of success that means he doesn't have to listen to editors. Yeah, because boy does he need an editor. Yeah, his like. The plot lines and the characters of his stories are generally compelling, but they are yeah. so sloppy in terms of how the book is put together and other things that they <laughs> really need an editor am, put together.
1: So, on that note, am I the only one who who f- feels that way about the Harry Potter books? That like yes. I really enjoy. We them. said we're not talking about this, so, so stop I, it. I'm just saying you're wrong. So I still think I think that she. The fact that you like
2: Neil Gaiman more than Harry Potter says I didn't, everything. I didn't
1: say that. That's exactly what you just said.
2: I, I heard did not it right out loud in my mind. In your mouth, <laughs> <laughs> from from my mouth to my ears, I heard it. So <laughs> that's what. Stop
0: it! Stop <laughs> it! All right, I've got. Uh, well, she, so, she
1: does need an editor for her Twitter. She does. She's, she's not. I don't. Her yes, she fam- does. I try not yeah. to
2: follow famous people on Twitter because famous people's opinions aren't worth any more than anybody else's, and True. they're not that interesting. All right. Uh, so I've mentioned. I mentioned Don Win- Don Winslow. He has done a, a short series of books, mostly about the war on drugs. Mm-hmm. So DEA agents um, over the yeah. years, Mexico, California. Um, they're, they're really...
0: What movies have come out of those? None. I, f- I feel like there should. It seems like. I mean, there's I a think, lot already that are out there like think, that.
2: I don't think... So, He. I don't think any have come out of those. Uh, I've talked before on here about the Harry Bosch series. That If there was one just sort of fiction series outside of the classics that I was like, this is, this is a go-to for me. It's that one. I'm sad because it's probably wrapping up soon if it mm-hmm. hasn't already, yeah. which is good because... Connolly's kind of followed his career from, you know, age forty to like age sixty-five because that's about how long he's been writing these books. Yeah, and sixty-five-year-old cops retire. So um, the Cormoran Strike novels are great. Have you guys read those? Yeah, you've,
1: you've mentioned that many times. I started I on one of the, them. They're fun. But, they're yeah. good ones. Weren't feeling it. Um, no, I just haven't got. I just haven't really had a time to. Have either yet. of you guys
2: read? And Dave, you might I'm actually really like page. these. The uh, the any of Connigolden's novels. Uh-uh. So I'm Khan Eggledon writes historical fiction. He's written the Genghis Khan series is my favorite. It's like a five book series yeah. about Genghis Khan, his brothers, the Empire, the fall of the Empire. He did an, he did another one on uh, Julius Caesar and yep. the Roman Empire. Um, those are the two main ones that I've read. They're both they're both really and they're they're much more novel than historical in terms of kind of how they read. So yeah. what's his first name again? Khan, C O N N. Oh. And then Egledon. Okay. Which I feel like, if your name is Con Eggledon you are you are absolutely going to do something impressive with your life. You kind of have to. eggledon Eagledon. Okay. Gotcha. I yeah.
0: gotcha. Okay. There you go. Those are good. Fascinating. Uh, good yeah. Choices. Yeah. No. Oh, I got more. i more. Keep going. Keep going. All right. Go the Ken, the
2: Kenzie and Janeiro series yeah. by Dennis Lehane. Mm-hmm. So, you love that Dennis, Dennis Lehane. Lehane is yeah. is right up there with Michael Connelly on my favorite. No- Although he's tried, he's kind of done the John Grishamy thing where he's like, let's. Did he give go- up? No. Mm-hmm. He's moved out of his lane, though. So <laughs> Grisham, Grisham like thrived when he wrote really good courtroom procedural stuff. And then, and he then he's writing like,
1: Christmas novels? He's
2: like, I'm writing a Christmas novel. I'm writing about a retired baseball player in Italy or whatever. And you're like, no, nobody wants to read this garbage. Uh, well, that's <laughs> – huh. Lehane has kind of done that with a couple books where he's gotten into, like, a traumatized journalist's life. And you're like, that's – I don't care. That's not right. interesting to me. Yeah. Do what you do best.
0: No Beverly Cleary, huh? Cool. Hmm. Nope. That one didn't make the
1: list. Man. <sighs> My good. daughter does love that, it's Hannah. Her. She super loves all of Beverly Cleary's books. Hey. And we got them all for a quarter at uh, at McKay's. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was the best. Quarter apiece? Quarter apiece. Yeah. All yeah. right. What right. you got on your list? Right. Well, um... Doc Armstrong. I got a couple. I got a couple. Uh, the Hundred Cupboard series uh, by Andy Wilson is terrific. Oh, really, I thought that was his worst series. Really, by far. I enjoyed it a lot. But what I enjoyed, what I enjoyed a great deal, was the door before, which was the prequel to it, which was also connected to his still unfinished Ashtown Burial series. So one of the things that's kind of cool with his stuff is he set up all of his books to exist in one world. So they all take place well in that's that... cheating because 100 cupboards is like 100 worlds yeah but they all but they're all still but they're all connected so even um, even outlaws of time, which is my favorite of his series um, so far, mm-hmm. um, that one even takes place in that same that same world too, which is interesting so uh, so that part's kind of cool. Okay. I mean,
2: it's it, when I say it's my least favorite or his worst, that does not mean it's bad. It just means that the other ones are better. Sure, because I I enjoyed all three of his main series, the ones, all the ones that you mentioned. Yep. I think the Ashtown Burials was my favorite
1: though. Yeah, well, I, I want to see it conclude. I can't I can't declare it a favorite until it's actually done. I don't remember that it it didn't end. I thought it ended. No, it didn't. Okay. Um, no, there's a fourth book that. Is he George R.R. Martining this thing? Whoa. No, he it he said in an old iteration of the show that uh that basically they quietly killed it and um when he wasn't f- even finished it. So, um so that was annoying. I really enjoyed Andrew Peterson's uh Wingfeather Tale yeah. Wingfeather Saga. Wing saga. Yeah.
2: I made it about 2 pages into that and was like this description just it's all adjectives. The yeah. first 2 pages are all adjectives and I'm like, well that's not a strong start. I give up. <laughs> Fair Everything's like wild and uh, woolly and whispery and whatever, and I'm like, sweet mercies, only Sally Lloyd Jones can get away with this, and you're not her, so <laughs> I quit.
1: <laughs> oh. oh, is that your review? That's <laughs> there great. you go. I'm posting it right now. And of course, there's the um, the Atticus Kodiak series by Greg Rucka, which were a lot of fun. His Queen and Country series is also excellent, um, which is British secret agents. They're good times.
0: Good, ki- good candy for
1: a series. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So you guys
0: have read a lot more series than I am. So it's funny. I've well, been writing down re- some of these well, and listening. You've, well, you've got all the kill- Bill O'Reilly killing books. Uh, you know what? See, the funny thing is, I know I mentioned that in the previous episode, but I— uh, You mention that like every episode. I yeah, do. that's no, true. That's not true. No, no, you, no. I talk, you, I'm just talking about murdering one of them to, a, to prevent— so, um, I have read Killing Patton, Killing—I have read many of them now, or listened to them. Uh, Killing—there's uh, so many—Kennedy, kill- <laughs> uh, Killing Patton, there's one more, I can't remember. Lincoln, her. Jesus. I didn't do that, yeah. I, I was like, I'm not reading that. Okay. No, but there's I— There's probably I, multiple I, ones for no, Kennedy. No, you got Bobby, because, you got John. All right, so— Absolutely. No, so that's question, a series in and of itself, No, no, no All right, right so let, let's, uh, let's workshop this for me. Killing, so, killing. Yeah, killing killing, killing, killing. No, no, I'm done with Killing here. All right, so I, it's funny. I finished Ender's Game. I thought, oh, I'm, I'm fascinated. There's more books in that sure. series, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a few. Are, are they, is it worth going on? I don't know. After the way the first one ended, I loved about
2: 80% of the first was, one. And then when, then when they got to the whatever other planet, I was like, nope. I know. This I, whole thing was, is like, weird. It was and down. Easy, down I don't thought, remember. He's getting preachy. I'm
0: glad I, I'm glad I read it, preachy but with I'm like, Mormonism I don't feel too. like I need to go on. <laughs> I don't you know, mean, I don't
2: care so. what. I mean, like, I don't want a novel that gets preachy is a crap novel. Period. Mm. If you preach in your novel, you are missing the point. Right. This I, is a story. Mm-hmm. Tell the story. Yeah. And I
0: listened to an interview with the author. You know, after I read, it, I'm like, okay, yeah, he was trying to make this extreme point. Yeah. I'm like, huh. So is that why you wrote? That's the this? weakest
2: point of the Chronicles yeah. of Narnia, which we're not talking about. Is is when it gets preachy. All
0: right. That's fair. Rock and roll. I think that's fair. Um. Um. I the first time I probably read anything serialized that I at least remember would be. Michael Shara's stuff, all the Shara yep. you know, father son stuff, mm-hmm. which is great. The Shara stuff is, but good. like it started with a genre I was interested in, and that was my foray into um, fiction, you know, historical yeah. fiction. Sure. So, but then, I mean, I love science fiction. I love a lot of this. I just need to find more of these series. So, yeah, I'm. Well, I'm I mean, all ears. Dune
1: is Dune is weird, but um, yeah, I only
0: I made it about thirty pages a into a lot that one. of those. What I want is um, near not too distant future. I'm not like crazy science fiction. Well, okay. that's why I love All The right. Martian. I love Artemis. I like those sure. those are great. So, I feel like I can see that the mar- in the future. The, yeah, The yeah. Martian yeah. was The Martian
2: was a, kind a of a series, standout because it just it, stylistically, it's not it's written great. like anything else yeah. with the exception of like it's a, it's it's a little bit like World War Z.
0: Yeah. Mm. I, I, I've just thought of that.
1: You're in terms right. of, in yes. terms of like, using mm-hmm. sort of that yes. like first person, person log book, I'm first describing. person, yeah. yes, yeah, the totally, diary totally different stories, yes. different styles. But no, I loved them yeah. both for that yeah. reason.
0: They're yeah. both, yeah, they were yeah. both really interesting. Yeah, there you go. I want to know when the world's ending. What's happening?
1: How everyone ra- everyone goes crazy. You either want to look right at you, either want to go deep in the past or, or just a little bit out of us. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little. Things bit. just start getting messed up. I like
0: seeing society break down. What's going to happen? <laughs> I, I need a plan, guys. <laughs> That's it. So we know what happens. Well, when, I mean, when there's the National a lot Guard of rolls books in.
1: out there, yeah, but yeah. those don't count as you know what. I fiction. have
2: an answer to a question that came up on the last episode. Okay, movies that are better than the books. Yeah, I am Legend.
1: Yes. Oh, never read the
2: book. The book was not good. It was fine, but it wasn't good. Yeah. The Will Smith movie, yeah, good,
0: sad, sad. I don't know why? Very yeah. different
2: from the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they told, but, not a be, but they told a better story. I know.
0: Yeah. Oh, so I can't. I know.
2: To, I don't remember who asked. I don't remember who asked that question. But whoever it was, there's an additional answer. That's a good answer. one. A good there you go. Movie. That's Sarah.
0: Yeah, that's really good. There you go. Yep. All right, what else should I read then? What other series? If, give me a
1: new series. What should I read?
0: Oh god, you know what I like. Um, what do I need?
1: Uh, you would probably enjoy the Hunger Games if you haven't read it. Um, you should go to I and stuff. i read pieces of. It. I really kay. enjoyed it. I just so read it. D- Here's fact. the thing. So fun fact. Fun fact. Um, the the true woman, story. The woman who wrote, <laughs> shut up. The woman who wrote that. Uh, actually, she used to work on Sesame Street. Suzanne Collins? Uh Uh-huh. Really? Uh Uh-huh. Oh. Okay. Um, So that's what uh, we're saying. That's where I am in my heart right now. (laughs) That's good. Okay. I I like Sesame Street. Uh, I really enjoyed the books overall right up until the end, and it was just bleak. Yeah. Like there wasn't The Hunger Games? Yeah. That's what I found anyway was that- um, Oh, yeah. That's why all the Gospel Coalition writers were like, this is not a good story. I have no- No, no, no. no. It doesn't
2: have a redemptive ending. La la la.
1: I didn't- No. That's not why- I don't mean like that. No, I was saying that's what they were saying. Okay. Um, no, I don't have a problem with my, stories. I hope today. my
2: eye roll was audible to all listeners. Oh, we heard it. it I, was, have to, I have to I have to bleep it. The, the, uh, bleep my eye roll. It was yeah. all the way back in my head, <laughs> screaming
1: profanities. Yep, that's right. That's right. But no, just the there there is a bleakness to it and, and you just want to be aware of that. That it's yeah. like if you're if you're going in expecting the expecting the 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 standard redemption arc, there isn't one. So, um, it's just move on. I s- I propose that you
2: read the Khan Egolden, okay. uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the, Geng- thought, the Genghis know. Khan one, because and honestly, I think it's more like a three book series, and then the he, there's almost like a second half Birth of the series. of an
0: empire one, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: So there's a second half of it where it becomes uh, what is it? His is it Kublai Khan, his son. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. Who so like the expansion of the empire into yeah. into Europe, etc. Yeah, yeah. And that part gets a little bit muddy just because there's so many characters and so much history. Okay. But the first, the first three or four are really really good. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. All right. Um, and I got them on the list. Th- and even though it's not speculative fiction, it's 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 modern times. I think you should, I think you should you should try the Queen and Country novels. Okay. You should try them. Who wrote this? Greg Rucka. Okay,
0: Queen. Those country.
2: are the the British spy ones. Yes. Yeah, I like
1: British spies. They're good fun, except for Ian Fleming's novels. I don't like Ian Fleming's novels. Well, that's because they're not very well written. Yeah, correct. Also, better movies than books, because they take the title and that's it. That's right. Um, they're like, oh, it's a dashing British man with a gun, except that. And a title. Well, except that Bond in the book is just a sociopath. Typically. Yeah. He's, he's, like, he is a... To be
2: fair, Bond in the movies also a sociopath.
1: Well, the, mo- the J- Daniel Craig ones, yeah. yeah. No, he all is. of them. He no, is. all of
2: them. Okay. He's only there to kill people and get laid. Fair. Hmm. All right. So All right. Yeah. Yeah. Not, to, not to douse anybody's enjoyment of James Bond, but he's not exactly the most reputable human being. He's barely a human <laughs> at all.
1: Rough man. Rough. Oh, Whew. sorry, Ian. Man. All right, who man, are we? Who are well. we punching
2: today? Who are we? Jack Sounds like You want to
1: punch Ian Fleming in the face?
2: No. Just I actually have a I have a related punch in the face. Okay. To the things that we're not talking about. Okay. Um, so we're not talking about Harry Potter. However, uh-huh. I recently. As of like a month ago, finished listening to all of them after having read them a couple times. Harry Potter needs to be punched in the face purely for who he was in The Order of the Phoenix. Yeah, that's Harry Potter in that book is the most annoying fictional character I can remember having read since Holden Caulfield. (laughs) He is just a... I'm not going to say what he is because Aaron already beeps me enough on this podcast, so... (laughs) And he's—I think he's old enough in that one to be punched in the face without it being child abuse too. So, uh,
1: yeah, he's like 16, so he's probably fine. pretty
2: dang close. You're basically a grown up at yeah. that point. So,
1: at, so order of the Phoenix. Were you uh, rooting for Dolores Umbridge at certain points? No, Okay. I was never. No, she's mm-hmm. she's the she's the worst. I know she's still the worst, but but, but you understand her.
2: He's—I should say—he's the worst good guy because you're oh, supposed okay. to be sympathetic to him, and you're like, no, I. I it's want, really hard to be sympathetic, you know. The fact that his hand is bleeding from I will not tell lies, like, yeah, that's unjust and terrible. But also, like, maybe you should learn something, you punk. You Just stop being a whiny brat. Be a good friend. So forth and so on. You, don't, you don't have to beat me now. All right.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that.
0: Pretty rough, right there. All right. Do you got some, some, something or something? I don't have a good sucker punch right now. It's Okay. I I, I expended so much energy on Bill O'Reilly's uh, series that I think that goodness.
2: If we for punch itself. Bill O'Reilly every time you bring him up, he'd be dead. <laughs> Killing
0: Bill. It's like that scene where they got <laughs> to get, as opposed to kill Bill. As it's a scene in they're different. Deadpool said they got to get Matt Damon off that other guy in the uh, schoolyard. Like hey, he's gonna kill him if you don't pull him up. Yep. There we go. Okay. There you go. All right. Lots of kind of brutal today. So violent. this was a hot topic one.
1: This was hot. A, <laughs> it was hot. don't know. No. no. <laughs> so I'm going to sucker punch Dave uh, just for that. Oh, Aww. man. It's just nope. in, my heart. <laughs> in my heart. Let's wrap this thing up. I got to go. Right. That's fine. Uh, all right. So anyone reading anything? Dave is reading things. What's Dave reading? What is Dave reading?
0: Oh, good grief. All right. Uh, oh, our, our friend Russ Ramsey's book struck. There you go. Starting it one. right now. Starting it right now. OK, yeah. so I you, bought you it after we it. interviewed him. I had not read it. Mm-hmm. I bought it on site like a good Lifeway employee or oh, you bought uh, it at the conference I bought it at the oh, conference while, while the
2: we interview. were talking to him I ordered two Annie Dillard books because and that's, I got Annie Dillard too yes we, yep. that's the influence that Russ yes. had on me I haven't read them yet but they're sitting yes. on my shelf you got yeah. them and that's just they're about on my to read shelf as discussed last episode yep, mm. yep. Um, d- I don't remember did I talk about in a previous episode reading the Lionsgate
0: on the front lines we, of the Six Day War we talked about it briefly okay uh, we didn't we thought we may talk about Pressfield more okay. in general but go ahead well, Yeah. I'll, um, that I, I
2: finished it within the last couple weeks. Mm-hmm. So Stephen Pressfield, an author who we love dearly, um, and he's the best probably historical writer. So this it's mm-hmm. a really interesting mix of oral history and narrative retelling of the Six Day War. So Israel's fight to. Not for independence, but essentially to establish their identity in the Middle East after... So Israel was sort of founded just post-World War II. And then about 20 years later, yep. uh, Syria, Egypt, Jordan, kind of a whole coalition of countries were basically going to wipe them off the map. Correct. And so they, with a tiny outmanned army, took it on the offensive right. to, go, to go essentially destroy these other armies as, or see if they right. could. It was basically the, the great line is well there's the way you what was it it was uh, the way you handle a bully is to yeah, hit yeah, him yeah, in the face, in the face. Yeah. Yep. and that's essentially what they that's did it's like be- one of the opening lines yeah. it's so, so from, yeah. from one of the leaders of the Israeli military so I, I listened to the audiobook and the reader did did a brilliant job with the accents and the names. So it it added a real authenticity. Mm -hmm. So what, you know, what looks like David when you're reading is David and you have these different names. And so it it just, you kind of felt like you were there. And uh, so it's, it's a really, Pressfield is the best at doing research and then distilling it into a story instead of just showing off how much he researched. Yeah, he he distills it down to this is the part that really matters for a narrative. And so it was really interesting. I learned a lot and uh, I just I didn't know anything about the Six Day War. So it was great.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was super good. Um, Here's the full line. We are being bullied and the only way to handle a bully is to punch him in the face. That is that is so good. Yep. Um, Yeah, I think about that a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> really?
2: <laughs> are you going to have your own, Jack yeah. Reacher? You're going to start writing books about a, a <gasps> solitary killer just so that you don't beat up somebody.
1: <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. Pretty, pretty what are you town. reading, Aaron? Oh, gosh. Well, I am still working through um, Murder on the Orient Express, and I am debating starting another Stephen Pressfield book. I'm just trying to decide which one. So what are got, your
2: options? We'll, we'll cast a vote.
1: Well, there's Gates of Fire. You uh, have to do it. Well, you haven't read just that one. I have just not do read it. That okay, just start there. Don't move on from that. Yeah, just, just okay. that one. Go, right. to, go to the best right away. All right, done, done. So, mm-hmm. uh, Gates of Fire. That's what I'm. That is what I am going to start on as an audiobook on my commute home. It's spectacular. I should listen to the
2: audiobook because I haven't read it in a few, uh, two, three years at least. There you go there you go. All so right.
1: that's all I got. I like it. Alright. Well, guys, this uh, this was fun. Barnabas, have fun on your drive home to get your kids. It's raining
2: outside. I hope I make it. It's, it's actually not, as Nash- not now. As Nashville it's drivers good. start yeah. spinning donuts it's for fun. True. It's all true. It's
1: The sun just came out, so apparently the Lord is blessing your trip home. The thing is, Nashville drivers are afraid of that, too. They're that's like, true. what
2: are these water bombs falling from the sky? And then there's like, ah, oh, there's a huge flaming orb in the
1: sky. <laughs> They're just afraid to drive, apparently. That's true. That's true. Alright, uh, well, listen. Listeners, thanks for uh, hanging out with us today. Leave your five-star rating and review. Help us help us get past 100 on iTunes. That would be amazing uh, because we recorded this one right after our last episode. We have no idea if it happened yet, so um, maybe we'll be surprised. All right, uh, and until next time, thanks. Bye.